<laughs> talking to us. That's it. And what we were doing downstairs. Same shit. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the Crohn's Corner Podcast, where shit sucks and I hate my guts. Brought to you by DagsandCo.com, where you can find the latest trendy t-shirts and accessories designed by yours truly. I am your host, Dom D'Agostino, a.k.a. the Crohn's father. I am so happy to introduce a special guest, Mr. Jordan Young, who is an anatomy and physiology... Physiolo... <laughs> How the fuck do you say that word? <laughs> physiology? Physiology. Who does what? I am a anatomy and physiology instructor. I teach in a nursing program in, uh, down in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Okay, and also we have Mr. Corey Evans, a life enthusiast and has his own health stories that we'll talk about. Um, so obviously diet is a huge part of managing Crohn's disease. It's something I have always struggled with and probably will perpetually struggle with because I'm such a picky eater. Um... So, uh, Jordan, before we before we got on this, uh, you messaged me and said that um, your grandmother had Crohn's disease, um, and you were able to get her remission from your uh, your own research, science, and uh, agriculture. Is that is that the, is that the proper terminology? Yes, uh, I prefer uh, urban urban farmer or urban gardener. <laughs> okay, you say okay. You're a farmer, and they think you know you're wearing overalls and, <laughs> and kicking shit. Wait, you all don't day wear overalls? Or, yeah. <laughs> So what do you wear when you go? I'm just kidding. So, yeah, so so let's just jump right into that because yeah. uh, I know I mentioned this in my other podcast and some other um, future guests that are super excited to hear about this because, like I said, this is a huge deficiency of mine. Um, and I hope, and we could talk about my eating habits here in a minute, but I just want to like start with yeah. that regimen, what you came up with, how did you come up with it, what, what did it consist of? Um, and how that was sustained. Yeah, sure. And uh, so, uh, hi everyone. Yeah, Jordan Young. Uh, um, I hope this goes out to everyone. It can uh, help you guys and um, uh, you know get you guys on the right track if you guys need that. And um, you know, general diet and nutrition info I think can uh, can really just go a long way with anyone. Um, so um, I want to kind of just tell everyone kind of what I do. Uh, you know, I am an anatomy physiology instructor. I do teach in a nursing program, but uh, I also am a small business owner, a graduate student uh, as well. So uh, you know, I got to shout out my, my small business, Artisan Gardens. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, at uh, Science Gardener. Uh, so, you know, my focus is on growing um, the most nutrient-rich uh, vegetables, uh, high-quality produce, organic uh, you know, not spraying it with pesticides and, and you know, just keeping it as natural as possible uh, and, and trying to boost immunity and, and health that way. Uh, so that's a lot about what I do. Um, so, you know, one thing that I do is, is kind of tailored to the other things that I do in my life. So it's not just, you know, uh, I wear a lot of hats, if you will. I don't like to say, you know, I'm this or, or that. Um, you know, we're all students of life and, and, and that's, that's, that's my main focus is to, okay, what have I learned? How can I, how can I share this with, with other people? So I, I saw a, an Instagram post from a, I think it was a purple carrot. I think we talked about, you guys were talking about this <laughs> yeah. a little before we came. What, 
what is the, what is the purple carrot and and what is what what's different from an orange carrot? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, part of my whole business idea, the artisan gardens, the artisan is a is a word that really means kind of handcrafted and uh, you know, it's not usually something you associate with vegetables, right? But um, cuz like I know to... if I see a fucking purple carrot, I'm not <laughs> I'm not touching it. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're thinking not touching that... anything but pizza, man. Right. <laughs> but I mean like I might sniff an orange carrot cuz it looks normal. But I'm, if I see a purple carrot, I'm running. This thing's mutated. What the? What the? What right, yeah. So uh, you know, I focus on trying to grow rare things, and and um, you know, it's all organic, organic seeds. So the purple carrot is something for me that just represents it. it's eye catching. Number one, whether it makes you pay attention or run away from it, like <laughs> it caught my attention for sure. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, things that are you know, something like a carrot. We're used to seeing the orange carrot. Right, but there's a lot of types of carrots, and, and the purple carrot represents you know a higher nutrient content. Uh, it's higher in anthocyanin and antioxidant. That uh, you know antioxidants in general are going to be something that we use in our body as uh, something to essentially clear up uh, all the junk we put in. So you know we all like fried foods and things like that, but those things create free radicals in our body, and and the idea is to how do we neutralize free radicals? Well, antioxidants. And we've heard that before. We've heard antioxidants. We, you know, but what do they do? Uh, you know, well, they clear up all the bad stuff. And, and it's in wine, right? So wines? Is that, is, that is that a truth? Or is that just what old people say when they ask? <laughs> Resveratrol. What they say. Resveratrol is heart healthy. Hey, that's in some red wines. A lot of fermented, uh, naturally fermented things will include uh, probiotics and antioxidants. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. a wine connoisseur, but any means. <laughs> well, I, you, you, know, you always hear those stories of someone says 112 years old, what's the secret? Oh, I have a glass of wine a day. And then someone's like, oh, it's the antioxidants for sure. And then, you know, there's always like a meme about the antioxidants and wines. And so it's actually healthy and all that a- stuff. Absolutely, so, yeah. Okay. So, so there's a lot of different, like, so I mean, you've heard of the, the square watermelon, right? So is the purple carrot, is that genetically modified or is that a natural? Yeah, good, good question. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. We, I have people ask me, you know, GMO versus, uh, you know, a naturally kind of crossed out, you know, uh, uh, you know, hybrid or whatever. So um, with with organic, what they do, a lot of uh, research scientists actually do this at universities. So uh, a lot of the tomatoes and things like that that I grow, um, you know, I get on a, a website. It's called a Johnny Seeds. Johnny Seeds is where I get all my seeds from. It's an organic seed company. And you can actually get the history of, of where some of the stuff came from. So uh, you can jump on there and see a, a tomato. Well, it was invented by a scientist at uh, University of Pennsylvania or, or whatever. And um, you know, that's wild. Yeah. What? That's like a whole nother species of <laughs> yeah. seeds. And it's not it's not genetically modified, as in the sense of you know we're going to go in here and knock out a gene and make it you know uh, less resistant to this you know disease or whatever. So have um, they been cultivated like differently? Is exactly it's fine tuned. It's more of a. It's like if you take one type of pepper, a hot pepper, and cross it with a bell pepper. You know, well, you may end up with a completely new different species of pepper. And while that is not, you know, going in in, in a test tube, knocking out genes, which is genetically modified, it is kind of uh, strengthening, uh, if you will, the, the, uh, the selectivity. Uh, think of it as like kind of Darwinian, if you will, right? Natural selection. You could naturally select out those bad things you don't want. 
in, in a plant. And, and you know, uh, shout out to Gregor Mendel, who discovered this with, you know, the, considered the father of genetics. He did this with pea plants. He crossed two different species of pea plants uh, and ended up with a completely different type. And he realized, well, uh, you know, we're selecting for these things genetically. So, Okay, so I hate to bring up TikTok, but I don't know if you guys have seen the TikToks where it's like a dude who's like splicing animal DNA and creating whole new like species of animals. Like this this dude made a freaking Pikachu. Like he's made like oh, wow. he's 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 crossbred like a fish and like a pigeon or something. Is that like but is that like the same thing but just we're talking about food or plants or 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 vegetables or is that is that bogus science and this is healthy real stuff or yeah, so to to a degree i guess it would be it would be similar um <laughs> it's wild it's if you haven't it's i don't know what the, i don't know what the thing i don't know what it's this handled i just spray painted a chipmunk and called it a pikachu <laughs> no don't let him fool you man no no dude it's it's and he puts it out in the wild mm. i mean i we have to find, we have to pull it up later but so that i want to see this. that's just yeah. what made me that's just sure. made me think about it yeah so uh, you know First of all, you got to give props to the 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 PhD scientists who who do this. Uh, you know their specialties in plant physiology, which my specialty is not in plant physiology. I'm just taking all the stuff I learned from human physiology, uh, trying to sort of bridge that gap with, okay, here's nutrition, and how do we, you know, what am I going to get out of this food that is healthy? You know, what does that mean uh, to me? So. Um, you know, a purple carrot, you know, back to what we started with, what's in that carrot that's good? Well, that's the question I want to ask with everything. We, we hear all the time, uh, you know, blueberries, for instance, it's good for your colon, right? Could help with Crohn's. But what in the blueberry is good for your colon and where is it acting? Um, that's what I'm interested in. Okay. So, yeah, so that was my kind of my next question. So what made you, what made you realize you had a knack for this or what made you want to explore more? To get your what, masters in this in this yeah yeah masters um, what, what was the light bulb what was the flick of the moment you know um, I tell everybody this I'm like you know there's no game plan um, you know you can have kind of a general plan but as we all know it changes um, like Mike know. Tyson said everyone has a plan till you get punched in the face exactly <laughs> right and, and in life a lot the reality is we we you get punched in the face right, right? a lot sure. of us uh, different times so um, you know for me it, it started off as you know, playing sports, being an athlete, and then, you know, learning these kind of little things as we go is, this is good for you, this, you know, and transitioning that into college and saying, okay, what am I going to go here and do? Well, let me major in a scientific field, right? So a lot of catching up to do. I had to learn and, you know, my undergrad was in biology and psychology, kind of, um, you know, a combination of how our bodies work. Transition that into physiology neuroscience my master's and you know one thing kind of led to another and and my biggest motivation for starting a produce company um, and not continuing just you know strict scientific research was um, you know how do we maintain our health and what are the overall goals and and my grandmother really inspired me you know you asked me a question about my grandmother I went on a tangent and didn't didn't answer it um, you know um, but uh that that's the motivating factor there when I started grad school I actually moved my, my grandmother in with me, um, uh, and she stayed with me for three years while I was in school, and, um, you know, as part of that, it was, I was working on base at the time as a fitness instructor, so you can't be a fitness instructor if you don't know 
what you're doing, right? right. If, you, if right. you don't look the part, no one's yeah. going to, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so continue with the being an athlete, transitioning into the base and, and, and training people and, you know, trying to be at my physical peak, you know, nutrition is very important. So um, I tried to take advantage of that and say, okay, well, she's had, you know, Crohn's her whole life. So how can I help her and, and make it, um, you know, make her last years of life, you know, satisfying and, and quality really. So, do you do you know when at what age she was diagnosed? Because you said it was her whole life. I mean, as, yeah. as long as, as long as you knew her, it was it as long as she she knew? Yeah. Um, good question. Yeah. So thinking back, it was um, just kind of something that was always around for me when I could uh, you know when I was of age to actually understand kind of what's going on. You know, she had Crohn's. That was just something that she had. Uh, I didn't exactly know you know, what that meant at the time. But I do remember uh, being in fifth grade and actually did a project, you know, one of those big display boards. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, on Crohn's disease and, you know. No way. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think, you know, like anyone, we're going to go for, uh, you know, things in life that, that relate to us. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's indirectly through a family member. But uh, that was always something that kind of interested me. And, you know, I seen her have surgeries and, and do all types of things. Um, that affected the quality of her life and that was Crohn's for me I didn't know anything about nutrition anything about diet but you know seeing her struggle have multiple surgeries multiple sections of her colon actually removed and then the Crohn's came back um, that was kind of eye-opening for me because what's the point of having the surgery removing this section of the colon you know if it's if it's just going to be reoccurring Mm -hmm. yeah I can I can definitely attest to that with my own issues uh so would you say subconsciously that this was something that was going to inspire you daily and then when you reached the age of college you you know you saw an avenue where you could actually help yourself and her and obtain more knowledge is that what kind of clicked and you said fifth do you remember anything on the fifth, on that fifth grade display board i don't <laughs> i do not <laughs> that's that's way more advanced because in sixth grade we had a science fair and i had a i had the tri display board and it was which type of fruit juice cleans the coins the best and i, <laughs> and I bullshitted the hell out of it and at I, least it wasn't a volcano yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> sure 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 okay <laughs> So, so with that, did, you said you so you started finding certain foods that helped her, and and got a, like a regimen, or did you have like a meal plan? Was it uh, was it more fruits? Was it more vegetables? Um, would you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. So it was actually kind of interesting. So um, you know, I've never taken care of another human being before. So uh, you know, moving my grandmother in he was a big step. Uh, we knew she wasn't doing very well. Um, she was down in Tennessee, kind of on her own. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where she loved to be, but we could kind of see things starting to go wrong, uh, as far as, uh, memory issues, things like that. She actually started to get, uh, kind of dementia and things like that. So, um, you know, someone had to take care of her, mm-hmm. uh, and just so happened that I don't have kids or the rest of the people in my family do. So, you know, it's, it was okay. I took it on. Um, it was my responsibility. I felt like, so, uh, just being in the kind of the current state of my life that I was in where, you know, I was cooking every day, essentially at least, you know, maybe five, six days a week. I was cooking. Uh, and, and that for me, if you're going to cook every day, well, you want the food to taste good, right? So you got to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a big thing for me. 
learn how to use fresh ingredients, learn how to do certain things. So to answer the question, I, I didn't really have a plan, um, you know, is what am I going to do here? What am I going to cut out? I, I wasn't really thinking about it that that in depth at the time. I was kind of just say, okay, she needs fresh food. I need fresh food. It's, it, you know, it's healthier to, to, to cook than to eat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's go with that. And, uh, you know, part of taking care of someone is, well, she has to go to the doctor, right? You know, so I was taking her to all of her doctor's appointments and, you know, just uh, talking to the doctors and, and saying, you know, this is what I do. And, you know, talk to me like, you know, like a doctor because, you know, a lot of times, and a lot of people can attest to this, you go in and you talk to a doctor, they're going to tell you, you know, the bare minimum. They don't think you're, you know, a scientist or well-versed. So, you know, they're going to tell you, what you know what they're supposed to tell you um so i would ask you know more questions what can i give her um and we actually got into a a really good doctor who was more kind of homeopathic in the way she approached things of okay well you don't have to take this medicine you could actually just eat um you know this type of rice or something like that so i got a a lot from the doctors and i would go back and say okay well what can i cut out so that kind of came later it wasn't how it started uh, it was sort of came later on. Okay, so yeah. you were you're pretty much like her primary caregiver then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's pretty cool because, um, and you know, in the, my in my first uh, episode, I mentioned how my grandmother lived with us. I mean, you know, granted, my dad was taking care of her, and but you know, he worked a lot, so I ended up doing a lot of. I would do her insulin shots, and she had dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. So I can definitely relate to certain, and I would go to some certain doctor's appointments and. Um, you know, she was in a wheelchair, so I would have to do some of the heavy lifting, if you will, or pushing and things like that. So I can definitely relate to that in a sense, but it's pretty cool that you could have conversations with doctors and use your own knowledge that you've learned and kind of push them a little bit because I know how doctors can be and they just want to tell you the bare minimum of what you think you need to hear versus what you can hear, what you, what you can accept, what you, you know, what you can learn from. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad you could take initiative and realize that you can make a difference. So good on you, man. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, so, Corey, you had your own run-ins with the doctors. I did, And yes. so you said something about high cholesterol earlier. So, yeah, I, uh, I had high cholesterol. I, I don't know exactly what the numbers were. Um, if I had it right in front of me, I would be able to tell you. But all I knew was I was extremely high risk. So I went to the doctor. The only reason I found it out was because I went and got a blood test. I've never gotten a blood test in my entire life. I just thought I was healthy. I'm, I'm skinny. I'm active. I'm good, right? So I went to the doctor, and they were like, hey, man, um, you have really high cholesterol. Really high cholesterol. Like, you're very at risk. And that was that running your family at all? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, my, my so it dad, wasn't like a complete shock to you? It was... Uh, I mean... I, I didn't find out What's until, up? until later. I'm like, hey, hey, Dad, you got high cholesterol? Hey, Mom, you got high okay, cholesterol? Okay, because okay. I've never heard of this shit. Like, so you were familiar after the fact. I, I honestly got, and no offense, I just thought cholesterol was like if you're bigger and you're not healthy, and that, that's just how and it went. And you ate your Cheerios. Right, that's just how it went, yeah. right? If you, if you were bigger and, not, not, and you drank a lot of pop and you had a poor diet, that was cholesterol. Boom, you're, you're at risk. I found out the hard way. I got that blood test, um, and my numbers were awful, off the charts. You have high risk of, of blockages and this, that, and the next. And I'm like, what the hell do I do? And he, my doctor immediately, right away, said, hey, you need a statin. I'm 28 years old. What is 
What is what is statin? so as a statin? It's uh, I don't, I don't it, know. it helps control your cholesterol, but you're going to be on that for damn near the rest of your life. So it's life. a pill. Yeah, it's daily, a, pill. a daily. Pill? It's a pill. Yeah, it's a pill. Uh, I mean, and, and and not to take away from doctors, but that's like the first thing that they're going to do. They're they're going to think of, of course. Here's a band aid. Yeah, go. the, the band aid, right? Like what what can we do to help you mitigate this, right? So. Uh, my doctor right away said, "All right, you need a statin," and I'm, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know a damn thing about any of this. So I contact my mom right away. I get, I, I leave. I say, "Sure, sign me up for that. Put that under my, my, uh, my prescriptions, and I'll go pick it up." Call my mom, and she says, "Hell no." I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, "You're not getting on a statin this early in life." I was like, "Mom, what the hell is a statin?" How, how old were you? And this it was last year. Oh, I was, 20, okay. I, was 20, I was 28 years old. Okay, okay, okay. My mom said, there's no way in hell you're getting on a statin. Call him back and ask him if he can try to do it naturally. She Basically, she says, quit being a lazy ass and go work out and tell him, check back in six months. So I told my doctor that, or I called the doctor, and obviously you can't just call your doctor. So I had to talk to the nurse, and uh, the nurse said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We've There's a lot of people that do that. Let me talk to him, and he'll call you back. So he called me back, and he was like, yeah, I'm I'm okay with you doing that, but your your levels are so high that I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do that for three months, and then you're gonna check back in with me. Well, me being me, let you do what? What, what was your game? Plan? Get get back healthy diet, or not even a, it wasn't even a diet at that point. My only mindset was I need to start running again. I need to start running, get my cardiovascular health going. This, that, and the next. That wasn't the case. Um, right. A lot of times we think you know exercise. You know, like you said earlier, skinny. I work yeah. out, I'm good. Yeah, right, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what I thought. Um, so I was like, all right, well, shit. I guess I, uh, COVID needs to take a back seat, and I need to stop drinking and run more. That's right. Like cracking up another. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, maybe, maybe I need to stop drinking so much, and maybe I need to start running instead of sitting on the couch and drinking. Well, again, during COVID, I'm like, the hell with that. I'd rather drink and play some Call of Duty. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, so when, when the doctor said that, I was like, all right, what can I do? Because I don't really feel like running anymore. And I, I was a big runner the year prior and I tweaked my ankle and it's never felt the same excuses, 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 but We're I'm like, that. yeah, right. So I'm like, all right, what can I do to not have to rely on running every damn day of my life? So I started watching documentaries. And, I mean, there's the good, the bad, and the evil, right, with documentaries. Yeah, some take it this way, some take it that way. So I watched um, The Game Changers, and it was all about plant-based diets. So I was Great like, well, documentary. Yeah, uh, I recommend I've never seen it. it. It's a good one. A good I have one. zero interest. Well, yeah, you don't like anything but pizza and chicken, so <laughs> I get it. But anyways, so I was like, all right, well, let me watch this. So I watched it, and... Some of the things were eye-opening. Like one of the guys, one of the strongest men on earth, he's like, well, some, per- some person came up to me and said, hey, how are you going to be strong as an ox if you're eating plants? And he looked at them in the face and said, what does an ox eat? They eat plants. So the oxes, o- how do you say that? Oxes? Are they oxi? They're, they're oxen, vegetarians? Oxen? I don't know. Oxen uh, onion. <laughs> Or that, but, that's all I know. Paul I mean, Bunningham. So are they? Are but they, I mean, they if you think of, a, think of a wild ox, what, what the hell are they gonna do? They're they're gonna eat grass, right? 
They're going to eat what's readily available. Well, I would them. assume that they would eat another animal because they're going to overpower them. No, they're herbivores, I believe. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I think they're herbivores. Well, that's the word I was looking at. Yeah, they're they're kind of too damn big to go on. <laughs> 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 what, are they going to catch a lion? Reverse psychology? Let's go. I mean, there's rodents and stuff. I don't, I don't know, man. I, no. I'm, I'm learning from you guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, like <laughs> So I was like, all right, man, that's kind of eye-opening. So I, I switched my diet. I didn't work out a, a lick. I didn't do a damn thing with exercise. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I got this test in like March. Do people uh, eat ox? Is that a, is that a is that oxen? Well, I mean, there's bison. <laughs> I, is that the same I, I, thing? I would assume they're kind of similar in meat. Because like, I've lean heard meats. I've heard bison's like really like it's a lean meat. Yeah. It's yeah. A lean meat. So I'd assume it's kind of similar. Um, but I mean, that was just the phrase the dude used. I I'm just I'm just try- I'm trying to learn yeah. here. So 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 I'm like, all right. So what can I do, right? So I started looking into plant-based diets, and I'm—I'll be the first person that said it tells you that that is a very controversial topic. Um, Absolutely. But I said, "Fuck it." I mean, what do I have to lose? I can either gain cholesterol or lose it, or get on this statin. This too too early in my life that I have to take a pill every single damn day of my life. So I went on to a plant-based diet, and um, I did it for six months. But I'd have a cheat day. Which turned into like a cheat couple of days, but like cheat pre- pre- no, 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 no <laughs> cheat week. I had like a cheat weekend, right? Okay. Like I did plant based during the weekend, and the weekend I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Sure. Where's the chicken at? Where's the steak at? Let's do this. Um, and I went back and I talked to my doctor, and he's like, so how's the, how's the exercise and stuff going? I was like, oh, it's going great. Exercise for shit, but the diet was going. I thought it was going great. So I got my test, and this was six months. I didn't listen to the doctor and come back in ten or three months, like you said. I came back in six months because three months is, I feel like that's not long enough to do a damn thing. I feel like that's just long enough for him to say, here you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, yep, right? yep, I was right, here you go. <laughs> exactly. So, and and no, no, no offense to my doctor, I, he's fucking awesome. But, sure. like, I just had my skepticisms just because of my mom. She's like, no, you ain't doing sure. that. If I, was, if I didn't have my mom's go-ahead, I would have been taking that damn statin. But... So yeah, I, I kept on going, I kept on going, and the last, the, when, like I said, when I checked up with my doctor about six months, it was like six to eight months, I don't know exactly when it was, but like, I checked back in with him, and he said, hey, we're going to order you another blood test, um, but I'll let you know, if you were not under 160, and I don't know if this is the, uh, the uh, overall cholesterol, I forget exactly what it was, like I said, if I had my numbers right in front of me, I should have pulled those up, but... He said, if you're not under 160, for it was either it was your LDL. LDL is your bad cholesterol. HDL is your good cholesterol, right? Um, but I think it was overall cholesterol. If you're under one, if you're not under 160, then you're going on this statin. Which still, I probably would have been like, okay, prescribe it to me. I'm not going to take the pill. Got the blood test back, and I was 159 actually. I was in the 200s. I think I, if I can recall, I was maybe 230. I mean, I was very high risk. And then I got my blood test back, and I was at 159. And that was being mostly plant-based. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit. I mean, that that had to have done, done something because I didn't work out. I mean, like I said, I, I work out in the wintertime, and in the summertime, it's my time to drink and have fun by the pool. Well, uh, it was the summertime. Uh, like I said, it was March when I got my first test. And then six months from then, I don't know, you do the math, October-ish, sometime October. around October. I got the next test, and he said, hey, man, you, 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 whatever you're doing is working. And I wasn't even working out. So I was like, well, shit. I mean, there has so to be. So that was around a year ago today. 
ish. I mean, this is September now, oh, mid September. Yeah. Maybe I need to go get another one. Uh, yeah, no, no, so that was yeah. my next question. No, yeah, so have for you sure. been? Have you? I have not been back yet. Okay. But I mean, but I will. I will be remiss if I say I've stuck to it. Sure. Uh, just because now I know, if I go up there again, I can go back again. If I go straight to a plant based, plant based diet, and I, I don't know if that was the whole thing or if the first test was a little wonky or what. I have no idea. But I like to believe that that plant-based diet helped me out if i could you know you spoke about hdl versus ldl yep. and that's a that's a good that's a great point and i wanted to actually mention that uh, while i'm here today at can you run that back the acronym yeah sure so hdl uh high density lipoprotein is what that stands for okay uh, and then there's ldls which is a low density lipoproteins okay um lipo for fat proteins for protein <laughs> right so uh you know when we're talking about cholesterol, we have to talk about lipids and, and fat intake. Um, but, uh, you know, Corey said it right. HDL is going to be your good cholesterol, whereas LDL is your bad cholesterol. Uh, you know, I tell my students, how do you remember this? HDL, H for happy, L for lousy, right? So HDLs are your good ones, LDLs are your bad ones. You want to keep your LDL numbers down. <clears throat> but with cholesterol, uh, the interesting thing is that we need cholesterol. Right, we do. We we have to have cholesterol. We can't just not have it in our bodies. Uh, and and where does this come into play? Well, cholesterol is actually a component of our cell membranes. Right. So you know, not to get too scientific, but uh, you know, our cells are made of phospholipids. Right. Uh, lipids is a huge part of that, and cholesterol actually stabilizes the cell membranes of our cells, of every cell in your body. So we need cholesterol. If you don't have it. Right, uh, you know, you're so gonna be some deficient. cholesterol is good, absolutely. Okay, yes. yeah, and and to take that even a step further, is we have endogenous mechanisms by which we can synthesize cholesterol, we have to have it in every cell in our body, right? So, uh, you know, how, how then does that relate to diet, and how do I cut down on all the bad stuff? Well, cholesterol from diet only comes from animal sources, okay? So, the only way you're putting cholesterol in your body is from an animal product whether it be meat or, you know, uh, eggs, right? Any type of animal product is going to have some type of cholesterol to it. Now, the important part about lipids is going to be balancing uh, the different types. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but um, a lot of the stuff I'm kind of still learning myself, but, uh, you know, we hear all the time omega-3s, right? Yeah. Which is a fatty acid. I know what that, I've heard of that. Right? So uh, the key is balancing your omega-3s, your omega-6s, and balancing the fats you're putting into your body. And, uh, you know, what's the difference between olive oil and just butter, right? You know, we know it's healthier to cook with olive oil. That's because it has more healthy cholesterol. It's more healthy fats in it. Um, so just to give one perspective, right? If you want to make an easy transition of how do I take this out of my diet? Well, you know, what are you putting in your body, number one? And then what is diet and nutrition, uh, which I would like to get to at some point? Um, you know, vitamins, minerals, we can talk about that too. Yeah, and that was another big thing. So, um, I did before that plant based. I was trying to do like a pescatarian type thing. So all I eat was plants and fish, and then I stopped doing meat altogether. Um, so no fish, no nothing, just plant based everything. Um, so I did supplement my diet with a omega three uh, fish oil, right? So I would take I was taking a fish oil every day, and everybody's. I mean, I used to work at vitamin shop. And that was the big thing. I mean, if anybody said, hey, what can I, what's one thing? And that was almost the thing that we would recommend 
before we'd even recommend a multivitamin. What what can I put in my body that's going to help me be more so, more healthy? And it was a fish oil. What that does what, what does what does the fish oil do for the body? It's loaded with omega threes. Uh, fish so, oil is. And so what is omega-3? So the omega-3, omega-6, all the omegas are going to be basically fatty acids um, is what they are uh, on, a, on a molecular level. What is the molecule made of? Well, it's lipids. It's fat-based. So um, again, you want to you know think about um, an easy kind of a low-hanging fruit is saturated versus unsaturated fat. Right? We hear saturated fats are bad. Right. And, and again, think of, um, you guys have seen coconut oil, right? Coconut oil at room temperature is a solid, right? It's not a liquid. Mm -hmm. It's a solid. That's because it's high in saturated fats. Saturated fats are naturally solids at room temperature, right? You see butter, it's a solid at room temperature, but the healthy oils and the things, sesame oil, coconut oil, sorry, coconut oil is the sesame oil, olive oil. Those things are going to be liquids at room temperature. Those things have the higher content of the healthier fats. So. Okay, so for someone like me who eats chicken nuggets, <laughs> cheese pizza, <laughs> um, waffles with chocolate chips. I love waffles. And syrup. Um, bacon. I think that's it. <laughs> uh how how could one with my such eating habits develop a taste for? Just for... <laughs> <Just for. laughs> it's over for you. <laughs> well, I, I've heard I've heard dark chocolate is amazing for you. So could you to, could you take that dark milk chocolate dark chocolate out of your me? waffles and put no or dark chocolate? No, in there? <laughs> that's like drinking a diet soda for me, bro. Like why? Great. <laughs> it's like someone it's picking a, a muffin over a cupcake. You're lying to yourself. You know the cupcake tastes better. Why do you want the muffin other than it might be healthier for you? Because if you, I don't care who you are, if you see a freaking cupcake with icing on it and a freaking blueberry muffin, not you're picking the freaking cupcake, dude. <laughs> Every time. Don't. Don't church it up here. I'm, I'm I like the cupcake as well, man. They hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big sweet tooth, so I'm picking the, I'm picking the cupcake. Okay, so wh what advice can you give to someone struggling with a, a picky diet or someone who is just sticking true to their roots and they don't want to branch out much? What's maybe... Uh, what's maybe a food that you could suggest to, you know, as a bridge to get there? Sure. And I think it, it really comes down to first, let's take a step back and look at, okay, what is, what is diet and nutrition and what does that entail? Uh, and I think having a basic understanding of that is, um, first of all, it's not intuitive, right? Most people don't know this information. Uh, you know, you have to go to school and learn and, you know, typically pay money to, to learn this information. So it's not something you are just, you know, you're going to walk down and everyone's going to know. Yeah. So how do we address that? Well, the education part, we can all kind of take steps to say, well, what do I need to do to educate myself in this diet nutrition? And that comes down to a few key things. And, you know, uh, what is a macro or some micro molecule? Can someone please, for the love of God, 
explain to me what a freaking macro is? Absolutely, I would love to. I would love to. I see, I see gym rats <laughs> counting them all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. And so then you know what they are. No, I, 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 I literally just see the word, yeah. and the, I, I know macroeconomics. That, that's that's it. Yeah, and what's the root word? The root word there, macro, that just means big, right? So um, when I teach all my students this, I actually use the bodybuilder's analogy and say, you ever seen someone weighing their food out? What do they do? They're counting their macros, right? Uh, what does that mean? Macronutrients and micronutrients is really what it comes down to. The macros in our body are going to be proteins, carbohydrates and fats and carbohydrates are the same thing as sugar right uh, lipids are the same thing as fats and protein is is protein okay and when we put those into our body what do those things break into again you put protein in your body you're going to break it down into amino acids you put carbohydrates in your body you're going to break it down into the smallest sugars possible preferably glucose for our body right and then you eat lipids what is a lipid metabolized or broken down into? Well, it's broken into fatty acids and glycerol, and we can use that. Uh, you know, we can use all those macros to make energy. That's what macros are, right? Proteins, carbs, and fats. Everyone has looked at a nutri uh, nutrition label or any ingredient label in a store. You see proteins, carbs, and fats on the on that label, and that's your macros. That's what that is. Um, so, what's, if someone's counting their macros, are they is all is that, is that those three those the proteins? What do you say? Proteins, carbs. And fats. Are they those? Are, those are adding up to that macro number for that product. No, so the macro is just going to be the protein, the carbon, the fat, and then the number of grams of that macro can be calculated into energy. Okay. And that's basically what we see as calories. Mm -hmm. okay. We look, uh, we look at calories, and it'll say it has you know this many calories in this, and then it'll say grams of proteins, grams of carbs, and grams of fat. And when it comes to carbs uh, and proteins, you basically can chop up a carb or chop up a protein in your body and release a certain amount of energy. Mm -hmm. And they're the same for proteins and carbohydrates. But our body's preferred fuel source is carbohydrates. It's sugar. We make energy out of sugar. That's what we need. Um, you know, and you get the same amount of energy from a protein as you do a carbohydrate when you chop it up. Okay. Lipids, however, are about double. Lipids are about double the energy as a protein or a carbohydrate. So, g give me a food that's high in lipid, lipids. Uh, you eat a cheeseburger, right? Okay. Uh, you eat a cheeseburger or you know anything high in high in fats. You bacon, right? You mentioned um, those things are me have a high fat content to it, which is also you know we've all eaten a greasy meal before and you feel kind of tired. Well, while you may also get more energy out of cracking and breaking apart that fat, it also takes more energy to break it down, right? Oh. So eat a big greasy meal, it's going to take longer. It's going to weigh heavier on your body. Your body's going to have to use more energy in your digestive system to actually break it down and absorb it. Right? So we can absorb carbs fairly easily, or sugars pretty easily. Uh, same with proteins. Um, but understanding that these things exist and that there's different calibers of them, if you will, right? All carbs aren't the same. Right, all uh, fats aren't the same, and all proteins aren't the same. So, which ones can I put into my body from a macro perspective that's actually beneficial to my body? What, what's going to give me a good source of energy where I feel good? I feel like going and exercising, or I feel like going to work. Right. So, um, that's number one. What are the macros? That's number one. So, what's your what's your go to energy booster? Hey, I got a I got a big day today. Or hey, I got meetings later. Yeah. Or I'm I'm teaching a bigger class today. Yeah. What's your What's your go to? Uh, coffee. 
Okay. <laughs> I will say this though. So I ran the the Air Force half marathon two years ago now. I think it was. And I I mean I've never before that before training for that I've never ran further than a five k. And so up to the race day, like two days before the race day, I'm like, what do I do? So I started googling some stuff, and a lot of the things were. The day before, eat a meal of a lot of carbs. So either uh, I've always heard eat, that eat a big pasta, eat a big pasta meal, eat a big mm-hmm. rice meal. Just fuel your body with carbs because that's the first thing you're burning, right? It's just carbs. carbs. Can some? Can you? One of you explain to me how that works? So, because I used to work at a pizza shop, and the Air Force Marathon is huge here, mm-hmm. and. All guard would always be busy, and then the pizza shop would be busy because they want the carbs the day before. Yeah. How does the body use or exert that energy 12 hours or 8 hours before said run? Because that's always been a mystery to me. Yeah. Well, from a, from a digestive system perspective, it takes about 6 to 8 hours to digest, metabolize your food. So the idea behind kind of carb loading before... Uh, performance is having enough carbs to make energy to allow you to perform and uh, Corey said it the first thing your body is going to choose to use as energy is carbohydrates or sugar number one that's right so that's three-year-old eats the freaking shit out some crackers exactly and that's what we crave right when you crave something at three in the morning right when you're binge watching Netflix you're craving sugar and you're craving salt why well again understanding this you know, half of this battle is psychological, right? We have to understand, okay, first, why am I thinking this? Well, you know, it, it's something going on in my body that's telling my brain that I need this, you know, uh, cupcake at 3 a.m. It's really just telling been me... there. <laughs> I, I think I was there last night. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, and again, it's, it's just simply eating more of the good stuff than the bad stuff, you know, as simply as you can put it. But... You, you, you really can't have a gauge unless you understand what this stuff is and kind of generally how your body's processing it. It's very hard to gauge it, right? If, if you're used to, used to eating a certain diet uh, and then you go to make a change, well, you're used to eating this. So what is going to motivate you to do something different? Well, nothing unless you know, uh, you know, where you kind of train yourself, whether it be psychologically, one, and then two, Physiologically, how is my body actually using this stuff and making energy? And, and Corey said it. You're going to use carbs first. Second, you're going to start burning fats. Lastly, you're going to start burning proteins. And you don't really want to be burning proteins. If you're burning proteins, you're probably starving. Right. right? Uh, you don't want to be using proteins as an energy source. It's, so naturally, how can you get your body to... And I talk about this in the sense of how do I burn fat? Mm-hmm. Just don't eat sugar for a little while. Right? Because if you don't have sugar in your blood you're going to start burning fat and that's essentially what keto, keto, keto is yeah that's what the ketone diet is and i'm a big advocate for no diet right so i don't want to sit here and say oh go you know do the ketone diet do this type of diet because um, i don't think any of those are beneficial but i think it's very beneficial to understand how your body is using that stuff and what what even is keto right like understanding how that process works um you know it can it can help you and lower cholesterol levels, right? Burn fat. Mm-hmm. Burn fat is a fuel source. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put less cholesterol in your body. That can lower your numbers naturally, whereas, you know, I want to talk about the statin. And, you know, my grandmother was actually on a statin, which is crazy because 
Um, same reason, high cholesterol, here's a statin. And uh, what they don't tell you is all the side effects of a statin. Well, we've all seen a pharmaceutical commercial, right? At the end of it, they're running off, duh, 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 mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a statin has horrible side effects. Um, so someone who's of your age, Corey, I think, you know, that's that's bizarre to me that, that, that MDs are actually prescribing that and not saying first, well, why don't you go exercise and eat different and then come back in six months and you know, maybe we'll give you a statin. Yeah. It was kind of priority for them right and then that's the funny thing is he even said are you an active person well, yeah i'm pretty damn active All so right, so cool. go back go back to your so I, I cut you off on the on your air force marathon thing oh no so yeah. like like the day before me and my stepdad we ran it and that's what we did the, the day before we went to load it up on carbs we either we were running to the spaghetti warehouse it was packed like you said um uh olive garden is packed and this that and next so we ended up going to Giordano's, and we got the pasta meal, and I mean, and then a shout lot out of, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and a lot of a lot of runners, they will have these gel packs and things of that nature. Where halfway through, they'll pop a gel pack, which is just fueled with carbs, so your body replenishes the carbs real quick, so you keep on burning it to yep. keep on going. Um, so that I mean, I I don't want to say that got me through it, but. Damn man. So did, did you did you ingest a gel pack? What is, hell, hell yeah. I did. So so how does a gel pack? I never heard of that before. So how does does it, does that allow your body to ingest it? It's immediately? just carbs. It's straight carbs. It's pretty much just straight glucose. And yeah. if I understand sure correctly, it's probably also salt. Probably yeah. mostly oh, sodium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sodium and glucose. Salty, yeah. So what's the difference between ingesting that and like uh, you know, I see you see on NFL sidelines when they when they sniff a. Pop, like poppers or something. What's is that? Is that similar to that? I think that just gets their adrenaline pumping. I think oh, that's like a honest. smelling salt. Yeah. And if I understand correctly, smelling salts are like methamphetamine salts. <laughs> yeah. It's like borderline Adderall. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. so I think yeah. that like wakes you up after like you're passed out or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's but no, but I, t- I tell you what though, uh, the carbs. I mean, like you said, if your body's done burning carbs, yep. What's it gonna the, burn? It's gonna burn fat. Okay. That's right. so the next thing it's gonna burn. Yeah. Um, which, which is so, fine. Which is fine. Like he said, if you wanna if you wanna burn fat, go on a keto diet. And you're burning fat instead of carbs because you're not you're taking barely any carbs and at all. You know the interesting thing about keto, and um, I'm you know I'm kind of learning this too still. And um, the interesting thing about keto is that you actually take fats, and you take them into your liver, and then your liver takes those fats and turns them into sugar or carbohydrates. So it's actually kind of crazy thing. that you can even do that. Number one, and and to to yeah. that's crazy, right? It's way like, over my head. Dude. And yeah. You can take a fat molecule, put it into your liver, and your liver can turn it back into carbohydrates. All on so, all on the body's own. Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically what keto is. You, you're creating. You're still using sugar as a fuel source. So like this is why it's so crazy. And there's a lot of lot of lot of disinformation. Especially yeah, in our world, because I I hear ketos, I I hear keto, I, people aren't keto for like a month, they lose weight, and they and they stop it, and then uh-huh. they gain it all back. That's like every other sure. diet, though. Right? And then yeah, I hear right. keto is extremely just, unhealthy. It can. Be. I hear keto is bad. You, you can go into ketosis. Know all the stuff. You can go to ketosis, which I don't. And know I hear either. people put butter yeah. in their coffee instead of cream. I literally, have been doing that for about two weeks now. Butter in the coffee. Oh my! I mean, I like to put ice cream in my coffee. <laughs> So actually, one that's very interesting that we're talking about when when uh, you said uh, if you're burning proteins, right, and you're basically starving, 
So a, a TV show that I just started watching, well, I binge-watched the shit out of, and I finished it in like a week. Um, it's called Alone. And they... Uh, good show. Yeah. They, 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 there's these a bunch of people, like 10 people, and they'll drop them off in the middle of a forest. Um, and they have to survive. Uh, so the last episode that I was watching, this dude got himself an ox or bison or I don't even I don't know what the hell it was. It the was hell a, they call it this. Yeah, yeah, the big, the big, the big guy with horns. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. All right. Uh, but he got. It, was it blue? Were they blue? No, it wasn't blue. No. Um, but anyway, so so he he killed the ox, and he was eating the ox. I mean, hell, you kill a deer, you have food for how long? Think about how big a fucking ox is. He had food to survive ample days, but the ox is very lean, very, very lean, yep. very little fat, very little little to no carbs, All protein. strict protein. And the, di- the guy was starving to death because he had no fats. He had no carbs, he had no fats. His body was burning his proteins and he's losing weight rapidly and he actually got pulled. So would you say he could have used a milkshake? He could have with his get that boy some milk. <laughs> no, but yeah. So so he would go out and he would hunt like rabbits. He actually ate like the face of the the ox because like the lips and the tongue had more fat oh than than the uh, <laughs> savage than the. Uh, the, the muscle, because, I mean, it's pure muscle. And the guy could have just went to Chick-fil-A. If you, if he could have. If he didn't want to get this, get a half a million dollars or a million dollars from the show, yeah. He ended up winning a million, so good for him, right? Um, but It's but, intense. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you, you don't think about that, right? You think, I got an ox, I am good for Can a I while. Ask how, how did he kill the ox? What did he do? <laughs> Did you? Man, I don't want to give it. Have you seen it all? I have it. Oh, Spoiler I don't want to give it away. Right, right, okay. I don't want to give it away. But he shot him with a bow and arrow, and then he did some other junk. So, do they have tools, or did he build that? They get to bring like ten survival items. Uh, I don't care about the showing. Bro, you gotta watch it. It's crazy. <laughs> Think about all the survival items you have right now. It's intense. Minimize it to ten. And one of them has to be a fire starter. I watched one season. It was, oh it was man, intense. dude. Do they have a mirror? I hear like a mirror is like. I mean, that's what you will need. You gotta fix your hair and then. Okay, other than my narcissistic <laughs> tendencies, I hear like a mirror is one of the most is one of the most underrated. It's like in like the Navy SEALs like top ten. I mean that, that may be a reason a way to make for fire refle- for, for fire and reflection. Yeah, but they they had a they had a flint they had a flint. So that's that's cheating. That's so, not, so that's they, not they real survival. Made, they made one. They made one thing easy for these people. Other than that, they had yeah, like a hatchet no, to make I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Oh man, you gotta give <laughs> no, it you you give one 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 episode. That, of that, that's like that's like bill, that's like billionaires saying, "Oh, put me into Indie City with a hundred bucks and all." Right, I'll, I'll, right, right. But, but, yeah, but, but as but, as they have these numbers memorized and they have freaking <laughs> bank accounts and they don't show. That man, yeah. that's cheating. <laughs> but to be fair, like like he like I was saying, or going, I mean the whole reason for that was like he said, it's it's going. Hey, to my be... name is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you're gonna burn fats. If, if, if you're gonna burn, you're gonna burn your cholesterol. You're gonna burn your fats. Last resort is you're gonna burn your protein, and that's gonna kill you. Yeah. If that's all you have is protein, lean meat, you're fucked. That's interesting. So so you need carbs, as you mentioned, and you need your fats, but. Which is crazy because in you know, and especially in the Western world, you hear all the time low sugar diet, right? Low sugar, low sugar, low sugar. And I would actually like to mention a documentary I watched, uh, a docu series, 
I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's... You guys watch a lot of educational <laughs> shit. That no, was COVID for me. It was a long year. 2020 <laughs> was a long year. I mean, I watched year. Tiger King, and that was... I, that was enough. I mean, great. I have a, I got a little rugrat I'm, I'm watching, but... I, I, I'm going to be honest. I started watching UFC during... during <laughs> just straight combat sports, because I'm like, all right, like, you're let's go. You're, like, you're, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to let my heart rate up. Let's I, go. I'm just bored, right? In 2020, I'm like, let me watch these guys beat the shit out of each other and see if I get some stimulation from it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so you, meant, you mentioned... I want to know. You mentioned blueberries earlier and that they're good for the colon. And you mentioned, okay, what's what's in the blueberries? I have a huge problem with my colon, so, and I'm not gonna eat a blueberry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not gonna do that. You don't like blueberry? That's insane. I don't like anything other than pizza. Eat a, eat a blueberry or veggies, fruits, and you're like, starving. I like, you'll love it. I like blueberry slushies that are actually blue raspberry, but they take the raz out and they just call it a blue. <laughs> so, what is in the blueberry, and can I? replicate that into like a smoothie or a slushy or a milkshake yeah or is that a supplement i could possibly take good question um this is actually a whole focal point of a book i'm trying to write in the next year or so oh, um we've got an author on our hands you know okay i, I gotta centralize all of this some way right <laughs> otherwise it's just a bunch of ideas kind of scrambling around my head sure uh, we so, can start a podcast yeah. <laughs> In the future. <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's going to be called food and physiology. So that's kind of the whole basis of it is you hear these things all the time, right? Eat this. It's good for that. Eat that. It's good for sure, that. Sure. Sure. So, you know, what exactly in this is good? Uh, so with the blueberry, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it uh, 100%. So um, it does. it is loaded with antioxidants. And uh, some of those molecules that are in the blueberry are going to help uh, the functionality of the colon. So wherever cells or whatever they're binding to in the colon, they're helping the colon do the, do its job. So what you're saying is all the wine I've been drinking has probably that's great, but different different source. <laughs> no, because so in my last episode I mentioned I had a colonoscopy coming up, so I had that last week, uh, and I saw the pictures right away, and I mentioned in my first episode that. My insides were yellow. I mean, they were bright yellow. And this is like this is a proud Dom moment here. So, the pictures that I got last week were actually pink. Like they were actually gut savvy. Like they were like how they're supposed to look. Um, and I met with my doctors today, and he was like, "Dude, I am really encouraged. This looks really healthy. Like this looks good." So, I mean, obviously, I have the bag. So it's done its job. And that's been my kind of my question is what if I'm eating something now and my it's everything my food is being diverted so it's not getting to the colon. Um do you have any information on how to get to the colon even though it's not getting to the Does that make sense? Sure, like, yeah, yeah, and uh, again, yeah. Other than an enema because I don't I don't like enemas. So, digestive system, right? Back to the digestive system. We have to understand what parts are doing what. Um, so, digestive system, real quick, is basically going to go all the way mouth to anus, right? Mm -hmm. Everywhere in between. And that basically goes mouth uh, to the pharynx, which is your throat. Pharynx will connect to your esophagus. Esophagus connects to your stomach. Stomach to the small intestine. Small intestine split into three regions. Including uh, the ileum. 
Yes, so the ileum is the last part, and okay. that's where it actually dumps into the colon, which is your large intestine. Okay, so so I have an ileostomy, so my ileum is pulled out, so the food stops, the, 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 the waste stops there. So basically as a result, my colon has now, and my intestines have been ridded of Crohn's, almost, I mean, almost completely. So, obviously, I have a complete general fear of if we undo this, is that going to come back? And if it does, or if I do reverse this, how can I keep that not yellow? Absolutely, yeah. So, first, I think we need to say, you know, what is Crohn's? Um, you know, what is, what is this doing? What is this disease? Um, and, and this really is a gastrointestinal disease, right? It affects anywhere from the mouth to the anus, any part of the digestive tract. But uh, most of the time, it will focus on the colon, which is your large intestine. Um, and focusing on that area uh, and, and kind of how it works, I think, is really important. Um, Crohn's itself is going to be an inflammatory disease. Uh, and just to say that, I think you have to talk about what is inflammation. Well, inflammation is actually uh, a product of your immune system responding to tissue damage. So anytime you damage your cells or you damage your tissue, you're going to have inflammation. Inflammation is going to essentially be a kind of this cascade of releasing all these little molecules that bring your immune system to that area. As your immune system comes to that area, it's looking to fix the problem, right? It's looking to repair the issue. Reoccurring inflammation is essentially what damages our tissue. Uh, and, and Crohn's is going to be uh, a disease which is highlighted and hallmarked by reoccurring followed by remission of inflammation. So you get inflammation, you have the problems, right? You may go to the doctor at that point in time and show, you know, it's yellow. And then it's in remission, no inflammation, you go back, it's fine, right? And this is the problem with Crohn's is because it's on and off. Mm-hmm. What's causing it to turn on and off? Well, they don't know. They don't know the exact cause of it, but it's it's inflammatory based. So what is causing the inflammation? That is a complex question, and that is different for each person. Sure. Because, you know, your inflammation, my inflammation. What you know, if I eat something, it could inflame me. If I if you eat something, you have Crohn's. It's more sensitive to you. You could be inflamed by that. There is a way to test that. There is a way to test Can it. Can you elaborate? Because I, I think I need to take this test. Absolutely. So. <laughs> All right. And we're actually going to stop it right there for part one of episode three. Stay tuned for part two coming out very shortly, followed by episode four. A big thanks to our guests, Corey Evans and Jordan Young. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Crohn's underscore corner. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And continue to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Thank you all. We'll see you next time.